You have now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strange to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it locked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. Two, two, three, three, I'm on 10 again. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. As always, I'm Ja, and that's Troy. Um, and our episode today is an interesting one. I think we've touched on it in past episodes, you know, kind of briefly. But today we're really kind of exploring, I guess you could say, the overall mindset, but I guess for us specifically, a competitive mindset um, and, and, a, and a determined mindset. And we're, we're looking at it from different angles. I mean, you were a collegiate athlete. I just finished being a collegiate athlete and I'm about to transition into, you know, the workforce. Um, and you've been in the workforce. And I think it's so interesting because for the last, you know, however long being an athlete, it's a very different mindset. You know, you, you're grinding towards something. Um, and so that's what I want to discuss today. That's where I want to open the discussion. Um, talk about your time as a collegiate athlete and how that, what that mindset was for you. Cause I know I have mine in my head but I want to hear what it was for you in terms of attacking every day. Well, yeah, um, for me as a collegiate athlete, my goal was to ultimately play professional football. And so my mindset was not working at the college level, even though I was in the college level, is preparing for the next level, which is the pros. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, mm -hmm. but my mindset was always go out and, you know, put in the work and, um, you know, do everything necessary to make it happen. Uh, lifting weights, getting up in, you know, four or five in the morning, training, eating right, taking care of your body, and just making sure that you're prepared as best you can to go out and compete. Because the ultimate goal wasn't just that week, it was the game, but it was a bigger picture that I had that I was, had in my sights. And like I said, I was playing professionally. And so for me, I, I loved what I did and I was passionate about it. So even though it was tough, it was difficult having to go to school, having to study, and then having to go practice and work out and prepare for football, uh, I loved it. It had its challenges, but I really enjoyed it because I saw myself moving toward a goal that I had set. And so for me, uh, it was just uh, something that I was passionate about and enjoyed and it made it to where it really wasn't work. It was just, it was joyful, painful at times, frustrating, but it just, it always, I was always excited about it and had motivation and just adrenaline to get up and go do those things and compete. And so, um, and that's my nature, you know, I'm a competitive person. And so my mindset was to always go out and be first, to win, to be the best. And so that's what drove me and kept me going when things, weren't always uh, the way I thought they should be. I wanted them to be, or got tough. Those type of things, just being able to win and, and compete, kept me moving forward and then focused on my goal. I consider myself kind of like uh, Muhammad Ali. What he said, what he said is, you know, he hated every moment of training, but you know, he knew he wanted to win. Or I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, that's not the exact quote. But, you know, I know he talked about how, you know, he doesn't necessarily enjoy training. I'm kind of the same way. I think bigger picture, I enjoy 
the process. I enjoy seeing myself get better and I enjoy seeing results. But if you ask me if I enjoy waking up to go lift weights early in the morning or having my bones and my body hurt, you know what I mean? I don't say, I wouldn't say I love that, but I love getting better. Um, and with that too, being an athlete, you have things to look forward to. I'm a very finish line, like kind of person where like, okay, I can see it. That's why I'm going to grind now. That's why I'm going to put in this work. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily love this stuff, but I'm going to do it because I see the finish line and that's what I want. So, okay, right. we have a meet in three weeks. I need to be ready. You know what I mean? Or even if it's three months, I can see a finish line. I need to go get it. And so that's, that's, you know, an interesting approach. I'm not sure it's the right way. You know, I always hear a lot of great athletes talk about, you have to love the process, you know, people, Kobe, man, I, that whole Mamba mentality, you know what I mean? I, I, and I enjoy it. It's funny because before Kobe died, you know, I was not, I was the biggest Kobe hater there was. I mean, <laughs> I would talk mess on that man's career, but, and, and I, and I always thought I'd still to this day think that he dramatized it a little bit, the whole Mamba mentality thing where he played into people's kind of perceptions that he just worked this hard and, and this, that, and other, and he just grinded, grinded. There's actually jokes going around on social media where people make up these fake Kobe stories where they're like, he just doing some ridiculous stuff where he like, he trained 16 hours straight. And it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, but that's the type of stuff. But like, he talks about it all the time where he's like, you just gotta love the process where he loved training. He loved being in the gym. And, and basketball is a little different than track, granted. But um, I wonder if I'm like, did I, am I missing that? You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, I guess I wonder, does that play a role? I mean, I know for track it's a little different, but for football, do you see that kind of finish line oriented thing? Because I know for me, it's like, I see direct results. Like, okay, I put a six inches on my jump or I put a foot on my jump. So cool, great. Football is like, you know, it's, it's kind of wins and losses. I mean, I guess you can track your individual statistics, but there's a lot of factors that go into you getting your stats too. Did your line block? Did your quarterback throw you the ball? Your receivers catching it? Whatever it may be. In football, were you kind of, like I said, how I described that finish line mentality? Was it like that? Yeah, I was definitely always looking to reach milestones. What's the next steps? What's the next part of the journey? Uh, I, I actually did get a point get to a point where i did like working out and i i won't do it today without somebody <laughs> pushing me in a trainer saying hey i need you to get up go do this i mean i won't even get up do a sit-up <laughs> so for me i realized that it was a reason why i was doing it and now even though i know as far as my health and being able to live a healthy life i should work out i should eat right it's just I need something to push me more than that. You know, there's a lot of things we know in our mind we should be doing. Yeah. But what is that goal that I'm striving for so that I force, not force, but I'm motivated to get up and do the things that I know I need to do, even though they're not as comfortable or they could be challenging. And so for me, I'm definitely oriented towards milestones and reaching goals. It's got to be a reason. I don't just yeah. get up, you know, people like going hiking and stuff like that. I'm like, why are we hiking up the mountain? What, what are we going to do when we get there? What's the goal? You know, yeah, I, I just yeah. don't want to be walk. I, my mind is wired that way. And so I can do it. And your mom and I, we always go out, go at it because of that. It's like, when I get up there, what's, what am I going to do once I get you to the top? Yeah. Just walk back down. And yeah. so it's, for me, it's always, what's the goal? What's the, What's the, you know, what do I'm going to accomplish when I do this? So we're going to get into that in a little bit too, but you talking about, I, I taught, I talked about it before the show, that mission oriented approach, and we're going to get into a little more details and 
some of the things I'm a little leery of transitioning here, but um, I want to talk about, we're talking about competitive mindset and I'm interested to see in a literal sense when you're competing, right? In track, for me, you know, I played football, but I didn't play it at a very high level besides, you know, you know, Pop Warner football and a little high school football, I guess, whatever. But for for me, track, it's like, I don't need to go hit that guy. You know, I'm, I'm in my lane, literally. You know what I mean? I'm on the runway. It's just me. And I'm just trying to, you know, I don't even know I want to beat him. And I can see what his mark is and stuff like that. But it's not like, you know, I mean, I guess running, you're kind of running side by side. But I think there's a very different competitive mindset. I am very kind of focus that's that's really the the, the the i guess term for track is focus executing you know what i mean being you know obviously your best shape and stuff like that and it's really all about you just you literally just you <laughs> you know what i mean there's nobody else to worry about i wonder what it was like in football obviously you got a whole team around you you want to motivate them make sure they're ready to go you want to win a game you have your personal goals but you also want to win the game and sometimes that means sacrifice and then also the piece about being competitive to where like that dude trying to take your head off literally <laughs> literally and so you know what i mean obviously I, it's eat or be eaten out here i want to take his head off because he trying to take mine off so talk about that competitive mindset and the difference because like i said i mean track is so self-oriented yeah it it requires you to have that that you know eat or be eaten mentality i'm not necessarily going here trying to hurt somebody but i'm not trying to know have somebody hurt me so you're always looking to get the drop on somebody. You're always looking to say, I'm going to stop this person. And when I hit him, I want him to feel it. I don't, yeah. I don't want him to, when he get up, I want him to like looking for me. Cause I had times when, you know, some coming across the middle and somebody hits you and next time around, you're looking for where that number at, where that dude at. <laughs> so I need to throttle down my route and make sure I get in the, in the right spot. So that dude don't come in here doing what he's doing. And then part of that is the quarterback. They may lead you into uh, uh, someone coming full speed because the pass was high or bad and you just got to do your job and catch it. So yeah. you have to be really fearless. You have to be trusting because you have to depend on your teammates doing their job. And so it's requiring uh, you to believe in yourself at the highest level, but believe in those people around you. You got to trust that, you know, as a quarterback, and I played quarterback in high school, that those guys gonna block for me to yeah. drop back and looking down the field and not being concerned about getting hit and being able to deliver a pass. So it's believing in yourself and then believing in the guys around you. So it really requires you to build trust and build those relationships to the degree that you know, okay, this dude got my back and yeah. I know whatever I do, they got me and I got them. So it, it allows you to build bonds because it's, you really literally are at war in the, in the trenches playing football, unlike maybe, like you said, track, where it's basically you competing against others, but you're really competing against yourself. Yeah. Even though, hey, what is my PR? I can go out every week and get better and may not ever win, but you're competing against yourself. If you're improving every week, that's a positive. Whereas football, it's like you win or you lose. <laughs> and you know, I may I may get a few passes. I may not get any passes, but I got to block. Yeah, I got to make the catch when the ball is thrown to me. I got to remember the plays. I got to know where I'm going. I got to know where everybody else is going. I got to know what defense they're in, so that I don't put myself in a position to get laid out <laughs> and running right into the defense that they set up. That I should be going the opposite way. So it requires a lot of thinking, 
a lot of focus and really a belief and trust in yourself and, and, and those that you're playing with. I know you, you said it a little bit. You said it, it was one word that kind of triggered this whole thought in me. And it's, it's something I believe I've said on here before when I, when I bring it up right now, but fear. Um, and you said, you said on the field, you kind of want to be fearless. I, you know, I go back and forth and I, I think sometimes I even overdo it one way or the other, but I, I often wonder, I know, and I, I was, I brought this up on the show before, but in my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, the dark Knight rises, he has to climb out of this hole and they have the option. Hey, if you want to, we can put this rope on you in case you fall. Cause it's a very, you know, deep hole in case you fall, you know, you won't die. You just, you know, you'll start again, I guess, or whatever. It's, and so he does it with the rope a bunch of times and he fails, he fails, he fails. And the guy tells him, one of the guys tells him, you need to do it without the rope because it's fear that will get you up there. You, if you fearing that you're going to fall, then your body, you know, naturally will find a way to not make you fall because you're afraid of death. You're afraid of dying. You're afraid of being hurt, injured, stuff like that. And so I often think about that and I go back and forth on it. Obviously not to that level of life or death, but like in situations where I'm, I'm wondering, is it helpful to understand the, I guess, the gravity of the moment or what's at stake, right? Like, okay, does it help to have that on your mind to where it gives you that extra push? Um, and I guess it could be individualized because I think sometimes for people, having that on your mind may cause you to freak out, you know what I mean? And you panic and it don't work out well for you. You stress and it gives you anxiety. Um, or do you just go in and say, well, you know, it's, I mean, this, we're talking about sports, but like in life in general, it's just, you know, what happens happens, or I'm just trying to have fun or I just want to be happy. I, I wonder about that. And I guess you could take it from a sports perspective, but also just a life perspective. Does it help to have the gravity of, or is fear a tool or is it something you should try to really live without? I think it could be a tool. But I think the fear, the word fear for me is a word I stay away from because I don't want to walk around afraid of doing anything. I think understanding the gravity of the moment, the consequences, if you get this wrong, <laughs> what can happen, but not being afraid, knowing that, okay, if I go in here and I run the wrong route or say, for instance, I'm driving a car and I run into something. I can't be fearful of driving, but I gotta understand that if I do something that I shouldn't be doing, if somebody's driving in a way that puts us all in harm, that the danger in that, and that is serious, but not being fearful. Understanding the consequences without being afraid, I guess that's what I would say. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I guess fear maybe isn't the right word. Like I said, in the context of that story I said, it, it's, it's obviously fear and it's a different, mode you're talking about literally fight or flight animal instincts type thing right but you know sometimes i don't know it's weird and i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking it but i think sometimes i've had times where that helps where it's like okay hey this is what's on the line man we got to go get it you know what i mean this is this is a special circumstance it's it's, it's like you said killer be killed eater eater be eaten this stuff on the line you gotta go get it i'll break my leg trying to jump into that sand if that's what it takes and sometimes i think that that motivates me in a way. And I'm like, I got to go get it now. And then I've had times where like knowing stuff is on the line gets me to freak out. Like, oh my gosh, this is what I've got at stake. This is what could happen. But, and it causes me to freak out. And so I, I still not sure I have an exact approach. And I don't know, I guess it's kind of a case by case thing. Well, I think when you fail enough and when I don't like to use the word fail, but when you don't achieve your goal 
and you know what that feels like. I think that's a motivation, but it's also one of those things is like, well, I, I know what that feels like. I've experienced that. Uh. And so it sucks, but it's not life and death. So for me, it's like, just go out and obviously compete at the, at your uh, potential and not be concerned with the outcome. Yeah. I think when you go out and say, I'm having fun, I know what I have to do, and you do what you practice, and you don't worry about the outcomes, I think you're more relaxed and you can be more successful. If you practice the way you compete, then that should be an issue. Yeah. Like when I you know, used to coach, I used to always doing practice, try to put my players in a, in a situation that was pressure filled in that moment even though it was practice i want you to know what pressure feels like so when the game's on the line yeah i'm just at practice and you don't think about that kind of stuff you just go and do it because this is how i've practiced every day yeah and i think it's funny we say people respond to pressure and that's the clutch thing but i think there are people who take different approaches to it i think there are people who look at it and say you know what i've practiced this enough um and I can do it regardless, right? I could do this if it wasn't a pressure situation, so why freak out? And then on top of that, so you have people who add like, well, you know, even if it doesn't work out and I do lose, it wouldn't be the first time, you know, life goes on, and, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And then you have people who like that kind of weight on their shoulders and they're like, yeah. And they, it pushes them to, a, I guess, a different level. Um, but that's interesting. I mean, when we talk about great athletes, I, I've heard both ways, you know? You know, for me, and I had moments and I can remember vividly when those pressure moments, it just seemed like I tuned in and everything slowed down. Kind of like you see in the movies. Yeah. And, and I could tell you a moment, the time that we beat uh, Coachella Valley High School <laughs> with no seconds on the clock. Literally, I remember I was playing quarterback and the ball was snapped. And I remember running and everything just kind of slowed down. I didn't hear anything. You know, I threw the ball and hit, you know, Big Kenny over the middle and he scored. Yeah. And then we had to do an extra point. So we went for two, drop back again, toss it up. But I didn't think about the moment of us losing. I was so tuned in on getting the job done to where winning or losing wasn't really what I thought about. It's like, okay, executing the play. Uh, I guess for me, it's weird because as I think about it, I've had a lot of big moments in track kind of late, you know, sixth attempt, you know, your last jump or whatever. And I was sitting in a position where I needed to do something. You know what I mean? If one competition's on last jumps and stuff like that. And I think it's weird because as I, as I look back on those moments, you know, you said it slows down for you. And maybe track is different in terms of, you know, executing what you've done. You don't necessarily, I mean, you could literally run blind and as long as you run straight, you're fine. But I kind of blank out. We're like, I don't even remember what happened. It just, I get, I get really hyped up, pumped up. It's the last one. Winner, go, go big or go home. And I, I blank out. And next thing you know, I'm like, well, what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I could rarely remember those situations. And so I guess maybe each track is different in that way, or maybe I'm just different in that way, but that's always interesting to me. Um, I want to talk about failure, though. You brought that up a little bit. I, I think I have a very different approach to failure. I was asked actually yesterday, do you think you like losing or you hate losing more than you like winning or you like winning more than you hate losing? And as I think about it, I think I most definitely hate losing more than I like winning. And not in the, I mean, everybody likes to win. I think everybody's driven by trying to win. But I think I, in a way, and I don't know if this is a good thing, but I definitely think I'm kind of more driven by running away from failure, trying not to lose, right? 
I think about some of the stuff that I did. You remember uh, in high school, I, I emailed some coaches and they kind of, you know, brushed me to the side. And, you know, I, I kind of failed on some big stages, I guess, in high school track. And those were, that was what I would harp on, you know what I mean? When I was training and when I was going into a bigger meet, I was like, I think I had the mindset of I failed before, I'm not worried about it, but I don't want to feel that again. And so that was what pushed me. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I had goals and things that I wanted to achieve. You know what I mean? I wanted to do that and that pulled me, obviously, but I think I was more so pushed by running away from, I don't like that feeling. I don't like what it feels like to fail or you know, in the conventional sense, fail or have people, you know, doubt me or anything like that so that's kind of an interesting thing for me but what would you say is your relationship with failure I'm more drawn to winning although I hate losing I, I mean I hate it with a passion <laughs> I, and you know I, I don't like losing yeah. but I, I, I think I like women winning more than I like losing <laughs> yeah. so for me it's like that draw that pull from the winning and the excitement and the joy of that excites me more than losing yeah so um that's kind of my approach to it and i've always been drawn to seeing the victory yeah. the celebration the excitement of that is always what's pushed me and pulled me and draw me in uh, more so than losing hmm. interesting i wonder if you know maybe i'm too focused on the negatives but either way uh, I kind of want to get into, so doubling back to, you know, we've talked about sports for the last however long. Now we, you've been in the workforce for years. I'm about to get a job. What is it like going, for, you know, talk a little bit about that transition, but also keeping some of that edge, right? I mean, there's, there's a mentality you have to have when you're getting up to go to work every day. You're kind of attacking the day. You want to, you know, accomplish things. How much of that carries over from your athletic career of like, hey, I got to go out here and get these reps in and get this practice to now, you know, I'm going up and going to work, but I still want to, I guess, win the day, accomplish it. Well, it really comes down to, do you like what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Some people just get up and say, I, I got to do this. I'm just getting through the day. I'm going to do the minimum to keep them from firing me, but I'm not doing anything extra. For me, I've always wanted to succeed and go above and beyond. I can't say that every job I've had, I've liked it and been excited about it because that wouldn't be the truth. <laughs> but I try to find things that one, things I can learn and improve and get better and then accomplishing little tasks. You know, if there's a project, what are the steps to where we get to the, whether designing a project, we wanna to get to the part where we can get the plans approved so we can actually start building. And so once we start building, it's like, all right, I'm ready for this project to be completed and done and we have executed our goal. So yeah. it's always a step to get into one piece of the journey, get into the next step and then starting that process over and over again. And there's all kinds of different things that I do in my job, but that's largely what it is, is okay, here's what, and the good thing about my job is resort, results oriented. You can yeah. look at and you can see, okay, you, this is what you did. Yeah. Where some jobs is just kind of pushing papers and sometimes they don't know who the name's on it. They're just pushing it, signing it and move on. And that to me would be, it wouldn't be fulfilling for me. And I'm still working toward that point where I can really work for myself and do some of the things that I've always dreamed of doing uh, in our community um, from building and property acquisitions and development. Uh, but I'm getting 
that experience and I'm learning those things and I've have learned those things over the last 20 years. And so I keep my mind focused on the bigger picture, the bigger goal. And sometimes it gets a little challenging because you're kind of looking at the big picture, but you're still practicing, yeah. so to speak. And so I have to really temper myself and make sure that I stay focused so that I don't get ahead of myself and not be able to accomplish the task at hand. So that's the thing for me is always really setting new goals and uh, looking to achieve them so that it doesn't become where you're looking at a marathon where you're looking down 20 years down the road. I'm just going to go put this widget in this hole and do that every day. But what are the steps and what are the goals that I set for myself to be able to stay motivated and, 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 you know, do my job. And it's good to hear you say that because I know for me, you and I are very similar. And when I say, hear you say that, I mean like how you have to set little goals and you kind of have to, if you're, if you're passionate about what you do, then it shouldn't be that hard to set goals and really, we, I guess the work I want to get into is also a bit results oriented. Um, but we're, I, I said it and it's kind of written down here is mission oriented. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think a microcosm for the difference uh, for people who don't understand, I guess I, I brought this up. When we going on road trips at home, I remember when we were, ever since I was a kid, we were going on road trips at home. There was two very different parents in the house. You being the very mission oriented person, you was like, hey, let's get on the road and let's go. You got clothes. Cool, let's lock the doors and let's get out of here. Let's get to where we need to be. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I think too. That's definitely how I am. Um, the details may get lost in the shuffle sometimes. And it's like, I just was, I'm, I'm one track mind. We're trying to get where we're trying to go. And then mom was the one who was like, and I guess y'all balance each other out in this way was, well, we got to think about the details. Did you take the trash out? You know what I mean? Is, is the dog taken care of? Do we have snacks for the road trip or, you know, do we need, do we need to check the mail? Did we make sure we, you know what I mean? And so all of these other details to make, I guess the, and in a way she's obviously trying to get us where we need to go as well, but making sure it's more comfortable and it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's feasible and everything makes a bit more sense, which you need, you definitely need. But the reason I bring this up is because with us being so mission oriented, I, I guess I have a fear that I'm going to get into the workforce and it's just going to feel like you said daunting. Like it's 20 years. I could just work this job forever. Because when I was in school, it was like, hey, you make it to this break and then you good. You make it to this break and then we could rest. You make it to, you know, the season. Now we in season and we got meets to go. Okay, I want to make it to that meet, that meet, that, you know what I mean? And then it was like, okay, we got summer break where I'm really chilling. You know what I mean? And then I get to reset. And then not to mention, as far as I could see was, I guess, college graduation. And then now it's like, that's over with. I graduated college. Here we are. And so it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about that in terms of like, now I have to, I guess, manifest it myself. You know, it's not gonna be there for me, but I gotta, I gotta come up with them. Yeah, well, I think if you're doing something that you're really passionate about, then you, you won't have to worry about that. Mm. You, you know, you obviously set goals and you wanna challenge yourself to do things, but that spark and that passion and that, that excitement is something that, hey, because you're always thinking about, you know, when I get up, I got to do this. I got to do that. And when I get to the job, I need to call this person. And you're always trying to figure out ways to improve and to get better. Yeah. And so that's why I always told you, find something that you love doing. And you'll never have to work a day in your life because you're going to get up and you're going to be excited about going. You won't even be able to go to sleep <laughs> because you're thinking about the next day and what I need to do and how I'm going to do it. 
And so for me, I would say, find what you're passionate about, find things that you're good at and yeah. pursue those and work won't be work. It'll be fun. You'll be excited about going. You'll be going early, staying late. And that'll be the things that you talk about. Um, you'll become probably a workaholic. And so um, you would be really trying to figure out how to balance your life outside of work. And so that's why to me is important to find those things that you enjoy and that you're excited about. Another thing I, I say too, is when alluding to the, the story you had about us taking trips and mom being de detail oriented. And I'm just like, here, here's the straight line. This is where we're going. Let's get in the car. You better have your clothes. You better have your shoes. If not, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. And, but I learned from myself, particularly being in a leadership position and even through your mom, having people around you that compliment you. So where I am strong in certain areas, I balance your mom out in areas where she's not as strong and it's areas that I'm not as strong, she balances me out. And even in a job or with a team, you have to find those people who complement your skills. I know I need people around me that are detailed oriented because I know the vision and I can see it. And sometimes I can get excited to where I may miss a step, but having somebody say, hey, no, let's check this out. Did you do this? Did you do that? And they're looking at the, the nuances of the steps that need to be taken so that we can accomplish the task. And so that's one thing I would definitely say you need to do is find out what are those skill sets that complement your skill set and you bring those people alongside you to partner with and work with. And I think that's how you are able to be successful. Mm, and even in your relationships, you attract people who I wouldn't say opposite, they say opposites attract, but people that complement things that, you know, your skill sets or your attributes in life so that you're compatible. Huh? That makes a lot of sense. I want to end the show with this. I want you to give yours and I give mine. When you're having a bad day, I, even when you're working towards something you're passionate about, obviously something you love, but it's a day where you're just like, I don't feel like it today. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do nothing. What is, I guess, your self-talk? What gets you up? What pushes you through? Pushes you through? Besides the fact that, hey, you know, obviously you work in a job. I got to put food on the table. What is what is that? I mean, everybody has something that I think gets them up. But when you have in that day, what what gets you up? Really, just a habit. This is what I do, and I've had many of those days. But you just kind of like, okay, I'm feeling this way. I just need to get up. And, and, and move yeah. and once I get into the flow of things it's not as bad but some days you just get up and, <sighs> and that's why they give you time off some days I'm like I'm taking I'm yeah. using all mine <laughs> how many days I get I'm using all of them I might take a few extras yeah. because my time is, is is important to me and doing the things that I like to do and want to do um, and so when I have those moments and I don't feel like it sometimes I think it's better to step away so that you don't go and do something that you may regret or make a mistake that you have to try to fix. And so I think it's good sometimes to have that mental break, to step back and regroup and then go get them next time. But you're gonna have those days and you just get up and just out of habit, get up. And once you get back, get into work or wherever you're going, you just kind of get into the flow of things and it's usually not as bad as, it, as you, as it seems once you get up.
Yeah. I know for me, I think when I have those days, it's like a, a few reminders. I think I remind myself of, first of all, your situation could be a lot worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get up and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm a division one athlete. I'm going to work out. Like people would kill to be in your position. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this sounds bad, but I think like, hey, there's kids in sweatshops in China. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would love to just have to get up and go lift weights for an hour. That sounds amazing to them. And so that kind of puts things into perspective for me. And then obviously the reminder of like, what are you, what are you striving for? What do you want to achieve? You know what I mean? And what are you working towards? That really kind of says, it re, I think it just resets me. And I, I've, I've had plenty of them days <laughs> where I needed those reminders of, you know, people would kill to pe- kill to be in your position. And I think, I think also too, uh, uh, one of the interesting things is like, you know, where we're from, not a lot of kids go division one and stuff like that. And I think that was, that was big for me was like, you know, you can't, you can't quit. There's too many kids back home that want to try to be where you at for you to stop now or for you to, you know, just walk away from it or not give it your best at least. Um, and so that was kind of another thing for me, but yeah, for me, it's those reminders, those mental reminders of, why, where you're at, where you're trying to go, and why this day, even though it's not going well right now, isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme. So get up and attack it. Yeah, that, that's a good good way of dealing with it and just reminding yourself on why you're doing things and, and why it's important. Another thing I say too, and I've been really focusing in recently more so um, than I have in the past, of just being happy. Finding a way to make myself happy without outside circumstances what are those things that i do that give me joy that bring me um a sense of peace and 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 to where i'm in a space that regardless of what's going on around me i can be at peace and have that joy that i need um, for me it's it's really is music mm. and I, I i it's almost like magic i turn on some earth wind and fire and my mood just shifts <laughs> It's almost instantly. I don't know what it is, but it just puts me in a whole nother state of mind where I'm learning to keep that feeling much longer and not rely on outside circumstances, whether I got money or whether somebody called and said something great to me or whatever. It's just how do I maintain that joy, that peace and that happiness regardless of what's going on, whether I'm sitting on the side of the street broke or I got millions of dollars or what have you. How do you keep that? And for me, I think it's important because I believe that you attract the things that you are. And so I'm trying to be in that space where if I'm happy, then I, I, I assume I'm gonna attract happy people. I'm gonna choose yeah. I'm gonna attract joy and peace and those things around me are gonna reflect what I am and who I am and how I feel. So yeah. I think that's important as you go in life is not look for the outside circumstances to dictate your mood or your emotions, but that's something that you need to control so that when things go wrong, you can put yourself in a state of mind to be effective and not lose your mind because things always outside are going to move and shake and go different directions. And if you allow those things to dictate your mood, you're going to always be up and down. And so um, I'd like to leave you with that to make sure that you're focusing on your, your inner peace and your joy and that happiness that and whatever you do to get that. 
We're going to end it on that, man. I think those are great words to live by, man. And and y'all take that and, and win the day. Attack the day every day. Whether you, you're getting up and you're shoveling dirt or you running a multi-million dollar company. Um, but, you know, as always, man, we appreciate everybody for supporting us, tuning in, and we hope you tune in for future episodes as well. Peace. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace. Peace.